You're listening to Trent Radio, 92.7 FM, Peterborough, Ontario, Canada. Hello and welcome to Discovering Jazz. My name's Larry Sademan, and in this program, we all discover jazz, old and new, together. By listening to a wide array of selections, exploring different jazz styles and topics related to jazz, we'll learn more about what it is, what it isn't, how it's developed, and what we can listen for to enhance our experience. For the next 60 minutes, Discovering Jazz. Okay, and today we're actually coming live from the Trent Radio Studios. Now, I like to buy jazz albums at cheap prices at pawn shops, thrift stores, and garage sales. One of my favorite places has been a pawn shop in Coburg. And I bought a bunch there a month or two ago at the beginning of fall. Many of them I don't keep, while others make the cut and go into my collection. So why am I telling you this? Well, today I'm going to be playing a few of them that may or may not make the cut, plus a couple CDs that I ordered online. Let's start with a guitarist, Pat Martino. I bought this album because I remember having a Pat Martino album some years ago, and I think I liked it. He plays a variety of styles, including what they call post-bop, fusion, mainstream jazz, and soul jazz. Wikipedia says he takes a mathematical approach to jazz, and he's done some writing about this, too. So, does it resonate with me? Well, so far, the jury is out. I bought this one called Starbright from 1976 because it has a couple Wayne Shorter tracks on it and that appealed to me. Here is a Pat Martino original. I'll give a listen and decide if it makes me want to keep it or give it away. This one is called Masquerade. Pat Martino. Thank you. 
right. Hey, I kind of like that, you know. I think it's definitely worth giving that album, Starbright, another listen to. Now, one record I definitely will be keeping is a double album by Mel Torme. I find Mel Torme records a bit iffy. He was an incredibly talented artist in every way, a pianist, painter, novelist. I actually read a great novel that he wrote, a songwriter, and he wrote the melody to the famous Christmas song that starts with chestnuts roasting on an open fire. That probably allowed him to go on making records. It may not have been particularly commercial. He was also a great jazz singer, even though sometimes he'd record pop schlock. Well, I'm going to play his rendition of Billy Joel's New York State of Mind from Mel Torme and Friends, recorded at Marty's New York City with Rufus Reed on bass, Donnie Osborne on drums, and Mike Renzi on piano. Here's from 1981, Mel Torme. like to get away take a holiday from the neighborhood hop a flight to Miami or to Hollywood I'm taking a greyhound down the Hudson River line I'm in a New York state of mind I made it to Mozambique Climbed a mountain peak Drove a racing car Made plans for Tahiti But that's way too far My heart's in Mother Gotham And I don't want to waste more time I'm in a New York State of mind. It comes down to reality, and it's fine with me because I've let it slide. I don't care if it's Chinatown or Round Riverside. I don't have any reason. I left them all behind. I'm in a New York state of mind. New York. New York. I'm in a New York state of mind. 
was so easy living day by day out of touch with the rhythm and blues but now i need a little give and take the new york times the daily news well it comes down to reality and it's fine with me cause i've let it slide i don't care if it's chinatown or around on riverside I left them all behind I'm in a New York state of mind Yeah, I'm taking a greyhound Down the Hudson River Cause I'm in a New York I'm in a New York State of mine I'm in a new I tell you I'm in a New York A New York State of Wow, that was something. That one note that he hit. That's Mel Torme. Speaking of Mel Torme, here's a tune that he wrote. It's from another album that I bought at that pawn shop called Swingin' Friends. It's on the Brunswick label, arranged and conducted by Gene Rowland. The album features trumpeter Clark Terry, sax players Al Cohn and Zoot Sims, and many others. This particular track features trombonist Jimmy Nepper. That's K-N-E-P-P-E-R. And uh, it's from 1963. Here is uh, Mel Torme's A Stranger in Town. Thank you. 
good i think i think that's that album's a keeper that's jimmy nepper on trombone okay let's uh switch over to a cd my program a few weeks ago on thelonious monk with guest michael morris inspired me to listen to a lot more of monk and i bought uh this cd of a few studio recordings and he made in the late 50s with john coltrane monk was very much responsible for helping Coltrane get off drugs and to develop his playing. And for Coltrane, playing with Monk was an inspiration. Here is Monk's relatively known, well-known tune, Ruby My Dear, and it's with uh, Wilbur Ware on bass and Shadow Wilson on drums. Let's give it a listen here. Thank you. 
Thelonious Monk and John Coltrane. Staying with some monk, but this time with vocal interpretations by Carmen McRae from her Carmen Sings Monk CD of 1990, here's a tune that I hear Rob Phillips and some of the horn players that show for the Thursday night jams at the Black Horse play. It's called Well You Needn't. You're talking so sweet, well you needn't You say you won't cheat, well you needn't You're tapping your feet, well you needn't It's over now, it's over now You're dressing with class, well you needn't You're holding your sass, well you needn't You think you're a gas, well you needn't It's over now, it's over now It's over now, it's over now had your fun, so take a bow. You ought to know you lost the glow. The beat is slow, the shadows grow, the lights are low. It's time to go, let's close the show down. You're taking off weight, well, you needn't. You're looking just great, well, you needn't. You're setting the bait, well, you needn't. It's over now, it's over now. Do 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 do
Playing a game, well, you needn't. It's more of the same, well, you needn't. You're coming off lame, well, you needn't. It's over now, it's over now. You're bending my ear, well, you needn't. You're calling me dear, well, you needn't. You're acting sincere, well, you needn't. It's over now, it's over now. But now it's over now. Don't want a scene, don't need a row. You had your day of matinee, you had to stray. You know they say you're gonna play, you got to face or find the way out. You say that you'll try, well, you needn't. You say you won't lie, well, you needn't. You're starting to cry, well, you needn't. It's over now, it's over now. It's over now, it's over now. It's over now, it's over now. It's over now. Well, the lyrics of that one were written by a fellow named Mike Farrow. That's a Thelonious Monk composition of, uh, well, you needn't. Carmen McRae from Carmen Sings Monk. With Al Foster on drums, George Mraz on bass, Clifford Jordan on sax, and Eric Gunderson on piano. All right, you're listening to Discovering Jazz coming from the studios of Trent Radio in Peterborough, and my name's Larry Seidman. And today we're listening to uh, to records that I picked up at uh, grad sales and pawn shops and uh, a couple CDs. Okay, here's one that I picked up at a grad sale this past summer. It smells musty. Can you smell it out there? But it sounds great. It's George Benson, live at Carnegie Hall, 1975. And this is before he became a pop singer. And it features his masterful guitar. This is his version of the Dave Brubeck classic written by Paul Desmond. Take five goes into music history as being the first instrumental modern jazz single to ever sell a million copies, possibly the only one. It was also in 5-4 time, a meter that was never used in American pop music and was even rare in jazz. As you listen to it, you can kind of count. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. And you get a sense of the meter and of the rhythm by doing that. When Paul Desmond initially wrote this tune, at the request of Dave Brubeck, he was quite dubious about it. Here's another interesting fact about this song. When Paul Desmond died in 1977, he stipulated that this song's royalties would go to the American Red Cross. And as a result, the Red Cross has received over $6 million dollars just because of that song, Take Five. So here is George Benson's version of Take Five.
That's the amazing guitar of George Benson with Take 5, featuring Ronnie Foster on organ, Stanley Banks on electric bass, Marvin Chappelle on drums, and David Diggs on percussion. You want more, gu- more guitar? Well, one of the world's greatest jazz guitarists was a Canadian citizen, Lenny Rowe, who lived in Winnipeg for many years. He hadn't recorded that many albums, and I had the pleasure of meeting him and hearing him play live many times. He's a guitarist that leads other guitarists to shake their heads when they hear him, wondering how he's doing what he's doing. This is from a direct-to-disc Buddy Spiker and Franz LP from 1977. Buddy Spiker is a Nashville fiddle player, and on this album, plays some great jazz. This particular track, he plays with Lenny Bro on a Lenny Bro composition called I Remember. Now, this is the only album where this composition was recorded, and its full title is apparently... I remember Lone Pine. Lone Pine is Lenny Bro's father, a country singer originally from Maine who made his mark in Canada under the name of Hal Lone Pine. So here is Lenny Bro and Buddy Spiker with I Remember Lone Pine. Thank you. 
Benny Bro and Buddy Spiker. All right, how about some piano now? The pianist's name is Tete Montolo. The album's called Piano for Nuria. It's another record I bought at a pawn sh- at the pawn shop in Coburg. I'd never heard of them before, so what made me buy it? Well, first of all, it was on Pausa Records, which always seemed to be very spot on in terms of the jazz albums they'd release and re-release. And it looked in near mint shape, so why not try it? And I think it's a keeper. Now, he was born uh, in Barcelona. (laughs) He was born blind, and he's recorded with Lionel Hampton, Roland Kirk, Kenny Dorham, Dexter Gordon, Ben Webster, Lucky Thompson, Anthony Braxton, and many others. The original release of this album was 1968, and this is a 1980 reissue. With him is Peter Trunk on bass and Al Tutti Heath on drums. All Music Review states that this track mixes the flavor of Monk's dissonance with the Catalonian's own furious hard bop technique. Let's give a listen to it. Teti Montolo with Blues for Nuria.
Well, I can certainly hear the Thelonious Monk influence there. That's uh, Tete Montolo. Wow, I like that. That's a great album. This next album is by a Toronto group. And while I haven't yet heard the whole album, I felt a bit ripped off because I thought it might have been an uh, it might have an Afro-Cuban flavor, since uh, the name of the group is Manteca. And the tune, Manteca, by Dizzy Gillespie and Chano Pozo, was one of the first recordings of Afro-Cuban jazz. But alas, it seems more of a fusion groups. But I'll give it a chance. Here's one track from the album from 1987. The album's called Fire Me Up. And the title of this particular track, I don't know if I can pronounce this, <laughs> Ogadogo. And it's written by Henry Hellig and Rick Tate. Let, let's see what you think. Here is... Manteca.
from Toronto. That's Manteca, ending off with a guitarist who appears to have been ripped off by Miles Davis. Miles Davis wrote and recorded a tune in 1963 called Solar, and it's one that many of them have recorded, and it's a piece that's frequently given to students of jazz to learn. Most jazz musicians know it. Well, shortly after the death of a guitarist named Chuck Wayne, a man who did a lot of studio work but never became a household name in 1997, an unpublished 10-inch acetate disc of a recording session from 1946 was found of a tune that Chuck Wayne wrote and recorded called Sunny, S-O-N-N-Y. It was exactly the same as Solar other than a slight difference in the ending turnaround. Chuck Wayne had often claimed that Miles Davis had taken his tune, but until this acetate was found, it was never really taken too seriously. Unfortunately, there don't seem to be any downloadable recordings of Sonny. Uh, if I ever find one, I'll definitely play with it, play it for you along with Solar, so you can see that they are the same tune. But I did find this album at my favorite pawn shop of Chuck Wayne doing guitar duets with another guitarist, Joe Puma. I don't know which guitarist is Wayne and which one is Puma in this cut, but it's a pretty impressive version of Fly Me to the Moon. So we'll end off with that one. You've been listening to Discovering Jazz from the studios of Trent Radio. I'm Larry Sademan, and next week going to do part two of my fall acquisitions. So bye for now. Thank you.